Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of Clean Leaders Indonesia podcast series on regulatory development in Indonesia, a multi-sectoral highlight. I'm Mira, I'm a managing associate in a corporate practice, and today I'm joined by my colleague Narendra to discuss the validity and enforceability of electronic signatures in Indonesia. Without further ado, let's start with a short background of today's podcast. In this digital age, electronic signatures are becoming increasingly popular to authenticate documents and agreements without having to physically sign them on paper. This is no different in Indonesia, where electronic signatures have become increasingly common. But with this increasing usage, it begs the question, what does Indonesian law say about validity of electronic signatures? Are foreign signature providers recognized in Indonesia? And what happens if there is ever a dispute over the validity of an electronically signed document? We will go in depth to talk with Narendra from both corporate law perspective and dispute resolution perspective. We hope that this podcast will be insightful to all of you. Hi, Mira. I'm grateful to be here today. Um, you are right that the rising usage of electronic signatures has been an interesting development in Indonesia over the past few years. It is without doubt that the trend was aided in part by the COVID-19 pandemic, as we all had difficulties in arranging physical signing of documents in Indonesia during that period. I still remember, like it was yesterday actually, that during the pandemic, everyone was basically forced to do everything online and electronic signatures were something everyone had to get used to quickly to adapt to the changing times. Yeah, indeed. I remember that being the case as well. We certainly had experience with electronic signatures even before the pandemic, but with this COVID-19, the rate at which parties had to sign electronic signature increase was a rapid one. And with that experience in the back of everyone's mind, uh, we see today that clients are increasingly open to the possibility of signing documents electronically by way of e-signatures. And even now, even when the pandemic is over. So perhaps we can start with the basics and go to the first question for today. So Narendra, does Indonesian law recognize the concept of electronic signatures? Thanks, Mira. I think firstly, and in relation to the usage of e-signature for contract signing, we need to remember that signatures are never a requirement for a binding contract. Uh, however, signatures have been used as an evidentiary tool uh, to signify the agreement between the parties and wet ink signatures have been the golden standard for long. Now, uh, turning to electronic signature itself, uh, it has been recognized at least since its reference under the EIT law. Uh, EIT meaning the Electronic and Information Transaction Law and with the issuance of the government regulation to further regulate the use of e-signature, which affirms the recognition of e-signatures in Indonesia. Legally speaking, e-signature needs to meet several objective requirements to have a legally, uh, legally valid and binding power, which includes um, signature creation data is uniquely linked to the signatory, the signature creation data as at the signing is fully controlled by the signatory. Any change to the electronic signature after the signing must be detectable. Um, any change to the electronic information relating to an electronic signature after the signing must also be detectable. 
there is a specific method to identify the signatory and there is a specific method to evidence that the signatory has agreed to the related electronic information. Now, if the electronic signature fulfills all of uh, those requirements that we've just discussed, Indonesian law would validly recognize them as signatures that can be verified and authenticated. Perhaps I would like to emphasize uh, that there are no exhaustive forms of um, valid e-signature in Indonesia. As long as the requirements we've discussed just now are met, the electronic signature would have the, would have the same legal effect uh, as if such document was signed using uh, wet, wet ink signature. Thanks, Arendra. Yeah, that's interesting that Indonesia has um, an objective criteria for determining what is a valid electronic signature. But maybe on a related question, we see that um, there are currently Indonesian electronic signature providers that are registered in Indonesia and non-Indonesian electronic signature providers, which are not registered in Indonesia. And assuming the criteria you previously mentioned is satisfied, is there any difference in terms of recognition of registered and non-registered e-signature service provider under Indonesian law? Yeah, that is a very important question that we get uh, from clients uh, from time to time. I guess simply put, parties do not need to use registered electronic signature providers in Indonesia, provided that the valid requirements of electronic signatures that we discussed previously have been met. That being said, I can also approach this concept of certified and uncertified electronic signatures from the impact it may have uh, on the evidentiary process. So first, um, certified electronic signature is simply e-signature from e-signature providers such as Privy ID, which is a provider registered with the Ministry of Communication and Informatics or MOCHI. Certified electronic signatures are considered by default to have satisfied all requirements of a valid electronic signature because their process contain all of the requirements discussed previously. In terms of evidentiary process, a registered service provider would have had complied with the robust requirement they have to meet under the regulations, including to ensure the identity of the signatory prior to producing a signature creation data. This will ensure uh, the e-signature will be backed up by credible data on the identity of the signatory. This could make the evidentiary process on the validity of the e-signature a lot more straightforward in practice. Now, second, turning to unregistered electronic signature. Um, Unregistered electronic signature provider means other e-signature providers who uh, are not yet registered with the MOCHI. The key differentiating factor between an uncertified electronic signature and a certified one is that the uncertified one is not embedded with any electronic certificate registered with the MOCHI. But if we go back to the requirements for a valid e-signature in Indonesia, electronic certificate from MOCHI is not a prerequisite for a valid e-signature um, in Indonesia. 
This means that an assessment to evidence satisfaction of all elements of a valid electronic signature under Indonesian law can still be made even if the provider is not certified by the MOCHI. So if the elements are satisfied, they would be considered a valid e-signature. But having said all that, the lack of registration can be argued to show prima facie a lower, lower evidentiary value in Indonesia, and it remains to be seen if Indonesian courts would consistently recognize unregistered electronic signature providers. However, this is more of a country risk uh, than a legal analysis, and we can perhaps uh, talk about this a bit later, Mira. Mm. So to conclude this question, if parties intend to use a foreign electronic signature provider that is commonly used in international transactions, would you say that um, the foreign electronic providers that have access to features such as secure encryption and digital timestamping would have low risk of the contract being deemed invalid due to electronic signature not being sufficient? Yes, I, I agree that uh, it is the position that I would take. Okay, now we get to um, evidentiary requirements of proving the validity of each signature in Indonesian courts. Knowing that electronic signatures have certain requirements to be used as a verification and authentication tool, how difficult is to prove the validity of electronic signatures in Indonesian courts compared to web signatures? Thanks. Um, this is a, a tricky question indeed, and it may be um, a bit tricky to, to answer as well. Um, but perhaps I can begin by saying that Indonesia does not recognize the concept of binding precedent, um, and therefore it would be hard to extrapolate the approach uh, that has been taken by Indonesian courts to date with respect to validity of e-signatures in Indonesia, because the approach that they take may vary. Um, however, we have seen an indication from publicly available information, for example, uh, there is an article in the Supreme Court's website that they have actually recognized the use of electronic signatures on an internal administrative and governance basis. This is a positive indication that the Supreme Court or Indonesian courts would be willing to use and accept electronic signatures if the parties adopt them in Indonesia. Unfortunately, or perhaps fortunately, um, there haven't been any landmark cases where the courts uh, are pushed to examine the underlying data of an e-signature in response to a challenge against the validity of the e-signature. Um, and the case, the, you know, the cases on uh, the forgery of quote-unquote electronic signature we have seen so far uh, are quite conventional, I would say. Um, for example, we have seen cases where one is charged of forgery by copying signature uh, and that is by capturing a scanned uh, wet ink signature and paste it uh, into another document. But as I said previously, there haven't been any cases where courts are uh, required to examine the underlying data uh, of an e-signature um, under a registered or unregistered uh, e-signature e -signature providers. 
That being said, I would also like to emphasize that in the context of recognition in Indonesian courts, I see the possibility that it would be more cumbersome um, for parties to prove the validity of uncertified, unregistered e-signatures as compared to certified or registered e-signature in Indonesia. The reason is that certified e-signature providers will be able to refer to the electronic certificate from Mochi in its e-signatures. And so in the event of a dispute, the parties can simply then reference this electronic certificate uh, and or obtain a statement from the e-signature provider that the e-signature checks out with their database. While in the context of unregistered uh, or uncertified e-signature providers, because of the lack of certification from Mochi, I anticipate that ex extensive evidence uh, of satisfaction of all requirements of valid e-signatures would be required in practice. Okay, thanks Narendra. So last but not least, do you have any practical advice for parties who are considering to use electronic signatures? Um, yes, I, I do. Uh, and perhaps I should begin from a very broad note that there is no one-size-fits-all approach um, with respect to the use of electronic signatures in documents uh, in, in Indonesia. So if a client or if you are considering signing your document by way of a electronic signature, consider the risks and benefits involved in the context of that particular signing. So for example, if based on your assessment, the risk of you getting entangled into a contentious scenario with the counterparty is high. Um, for example, if you are contemplating of signing a settlement agreement with a counterparty after a lengthy negotiation process, then my recommendation would be for you to sign the document either by way of wet ink signature or by using the surface of a registered e-signature provider. Um, we should all note that um, Indonesia, unfortunately, remains a country where the vast majority of contracts um, are signed by way of wet ink signature, um, perhaps both from a regulatory perspective and a familiarity perspective. So also consider the value of the relevant contract and the potential downsides if the parties be bogged down into an eventual argument on the validity uh, of the signature. Finally, and perhaps the most practical question is, uh, can the parties wait to sign until everyone is able to sign by way of web ink signature? Uh, although not devoid of risks, um, wet ink signature is still the most common way of signing documents in Indonesia, even after the pandemic. Uh, either, the, either the parties to a contract, a government official, or a third party reviewing the contract, or even the judiciary in the event of a dispute, who will be tasked to assess the validity of a contract uh, that has been signed, would still expect uh, wet signature being used. This is not to say that parties are unable to depart from this position 
and a more commercial approach can, of course, be taken in certain situations. However, what I'm trying to say here is that a thorough risk and benefit analysis would have to be made before deciding whether a document should be signed electronically or um, by using wet ink signature. Now, in terms of caveat, uh, although Indonesia does recognize the validity of documents signed by way of e-signatures, there are exceptions uh, on certain documents in Indonesia that cannot be signed by way of electronic signatures, Mira. Mm, that's interesting. What types of documents are they? Well, generally, these are documents that would have to be signed in the form of a notarial deed. Uh, or conveyance documents. Um, conveyance documents can include uh, any deed that transfers the title of immovable property, um, corporate documents such as deeds of establishment, amendments to articles of association, uh, or deed of share transfers with a prescribed form of notarial deed under the company law, and uh, any security document with executorial title in Indonesia, like uh, a deed of fiduciary guarantee or a deed of mortgage. Um, when we talk about these documents, um, unfortunately, the specific format prescribed under the relevant regulations would render them unable to be signed by way of electronic signatures. Okay, thanks, Narendra. Thank you. That was very helpful discussion. Great. Thanks, Mira. I'm glad you found that useful and I hope that the audience will too. I will see you all in our next podcast, um, um, which will likely discuss uh, the recently enacted policy by the government on Golden Visa. Thanks, everyone, and Mira, one more time. 